Hey, what's up, guys? JB and Chris here, Chat Grapple and Cheap Pops, and we are bringing this episode to you today. But we have to let you know this episode will likely contain discussion of topics that are not suitable for younger ears or suitable for work, listening, or watching. Viewer and listener discretion is advised. You can't use some Cheetos and you out here talking about a click. The only click you need to know about is the Harlem Heat and Sister Sherry. See, because what you're dealing with here is the brotherhood. I guess I have to put you dumb fuckers on the rap. The microphone acrobat slam you on the mat. Killing tracks, flows ancient like an artifact. If you went hit you with the pink and black heart attack. I hit man with the force of an anvil. Get stuck, nigga, you suck like when they chant for Kurt Angle. You tough sucker, you button, I ain't talking Rikishi. I'm too cool, you rude fools can never defeat me. Please believe me, no promo, you can hardly speak. Coming for you, nigga, like the Harlem Heat. The hardest beats and the rhymes don't stop. Spit up the top like the Macho Man elbow drop. Get pop. The crowd rocks. The ovation I got was a bunch of guest chants. I'm crowned the next champ. You another routine. I'm the one man gang. I'm the whole effing show. Just call me Rob Van Dam. The boys and youth destroying you in the vocal booth. It's washing everything your bitch ass hope to prove. And we don't hate the world. Nah, it's only you. Money and family, the only thing we loyal to. The boys and youth destroying you in the vocal booth. It's washing everything your bitch ass hope to prove. And we don't hate the world. Nah, it's only you. Money and family, the only thing we loyal to. All you rappers fucking slobs and fags You ain't ready for the return of knobs and sag Get the pit stop, turnbuckle bomb and splash This is hip-hop, y'all outsiders hauling ass Have you hauling ass? You arrived in hell Y'all the type that thinks kayfabe alive and well But in this grimy tale, there isn't no survivors No getting up when I hit you with the power driver Andy Kaufman, I slap the fucking piss out of Live on TV, G, make a bitch out you I'm the perfect hill you a baby face, Pussy. this a death match, cactus jack, razor blades, raise the stakes, we surrounded by a steel cage, no escape, empire make you feel the pain, piss in your face, what we do to jabronis, butchers and bruises like Abdullah and Brody, Ooh. the poison you destroying you in the vocal booth, it's washing everything your bitch ass hope to prove, and we don't hate the world, nah it's only you. Money and family, the only thing we loyal to. The poison you destroying you in the vocal booth. It's washing everything your bitch ass hope to prove. And we don't hate the world. Nah, it's only you. Money and family, the only thing we loyal to. It's non-stop from this point on. In WCW, we take what we want. And after we take that Kruger and the giant, we want the gold, sucker. Hulk Hogan, we coming for you, nigga. So, what's up, guys? JB. And the best Chris in all of wrestling podcasts, Mr. Chris Dredd. And Chris has got some shit to talk about. Bro, if you are watching on YouTube, you would have just seen an amazing animated video. If you're listening on the many podcast platforms that we're on, you would have heard a banging tune. It is from the album Kayfabe is Dead. It is the title track, Kayfabe is Dead, from the album by Empire versus Manny's Best, Dr. G. Um, it is the wrestling themed uh, hip hop album from Empire and Dr. G. And it features Big Noid, Ill Bill, DJ TMB, Chris Rivers, um, many, many others. So please check that out. You can check it out on Bandcamp. You can, there's also bits on YouTube. Um, 
and just check it out. Go and support. Go and support independent hip hop. Go and support independent artists. Like we say, go and support independent wrestling. Support your independence, man. And this is some banging wrestling themed hip hop. It's fucking fantastic. If you heard that first track, it is called Kayfabe is Dead. The album is called Kayfabe is Dead from uh, by Empire and Manchester's finest, Dr. G. So please, guys, check that shit out. And we have got a banging episode coming up for you. It is full of frills and spills and all sorts. It is a wild ride. So fucking strap yourself in, buckle up, and get ready for another episode of Chat Grapple and Cheap Pops podcast. Boom. Welcome everyone to a very special episode of Chat Grapple and Cheap Pops podcast. I am Chris Dredd, here with my main man JB, and today we have got a fantastic guest with us. She is former queen of the adult industry and former queen, actually still queen of the extreme wrestling industry, the fantastic Jasmine Sinclair. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. That's very sweet of you. <laughs> it's all good. I mean, you know, you're you're We've watched you come into the wrestling business and um, I mean, we've, you know, watched you in your other business also, um, but predominantly this is a wrestling podcast. So we'll be obviously talking mostly about that. Um, you know, we've watched you come through ECW. I mean, I'm a huge TNA fan. I remember you in TNA when it was first starting up as well. Um, so we just wanted to get you on, speak to you about some bits and bobs you've done in the past and uh, what you're kind of doing now. So um, how you been? What you've been up to today? You, you say you've been quite busy, right? Yeah. So um, I had my class this morning. It was an acting class. It's like the last portion of it. And I cannot stand the teacher. He's British, oddly enough, but it's not because he's British. He's just one of those like I don't even think he has any credits on his IMDb, but anyway, it's a great school, but it's just, it was him. So it's just like dealing with him was fucking gross. Um, <laughs> so that, then I was taping my own podcast. I had Joey Ryan on as a guest. He's like super hot. That's like the fun thing about doing podcasts. When you get hot guests, you could like hit on them. Cause it's, it's like, you have a screen, right? And they can't do anything. They're not going to like say you're sexually harassing them, but it's perfect. Um, then let's see, then I have another podcast. <laughs> You'd be surprised nowadays so people would actually say you fucking sexually harass them through a TV screen. Yeah. You'd be Let surprised. him fucking try it. Let him try it. <laughs> Let him try it. I dare someone to say that. I've already been like me too a few times before, but let someone say it. I think I, I basically have like no filter then what else? And I have to mail out a bunch of orders. I just started my like whole Shopify store and um, I got like a bunch of orders for stuff. So I'm so happy. Yeah. I say it's a podcast. I double book myself, obviously. And then um, what else? Oh, I forgot. Yeah. It's something else. I think like someone's coming by to fix something. I don't know. I'll, I'll just figure it out. <laughs> when we When we hear the doorbell go, we'll have to just let you go. 
for the person to come and like oh no they're gonna text that's what they do they know do not like don't knock because i will pull my gun okay. and because even though it's a doorman building i will pull a gun out on you if i'm not expecting someone i really that's just the kind of thing i do wait are we gonna get to see someone coming to fix the cable is that what's happening or no um no they're actually <laughs> coming in to replace the fridge okay fine that's all right but you're not going to see him do that it just they're not that attractive all right it's it's, it's a myth Fuck it. <laughs> that, uh, right yeah. i'm telling you like what the hell like where do they come up with these things it's like where are they finding you've got like a freaking pot belly there was a pool boy at the pool at the gym let me tell you the pool boy was in his like he's old he was like 35 36 freaking old as ass and, and he's hairy and just he had a pot belly i don't think the guy could even swim i'm like that's who the pool boy is like that's why we pay all this money to go to your gym and that is your pool boy that really sucks yeah that's more of a pool man right you know I mean <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly that's fucking crazy um yeah so i mean you you still you know you're as vibrant as ever on the screen um you know i'm sure that comes across in the wrestling to be honest it, i've not seen much of from what I remember, XPW, and I'm sure JB's the same, like, it was kind of the previous XPW. I mean, have, have you um have you seen the Dark Side of the Ring episode um, regarding that? I'm, I'm sure you must have seen bits of it, right? I was not going to watch it um, on principle alone, but I was, um, I'm not going to mention names, Uh <laughs> I was, uh, you know, I was with a friend at the last XBW show, and um, he uh, he had me watch it. Were you never approached you by the researchers? Yeah. Um, they followed me on, and I don't know if they did. I know that they're following me, and I had dialect with someone briefly, but then I ended up on Dark Side of the '90s, um, opening up that whole show. Um, yeah, so I don't. Yeah, I don't remember, but I, I I wouldn't go on there and like talk shit about Rob. I saw like we saw the episode. He he like ma he didn't really make me watch it, but it's just like the conversation with us jumped from like something to go get and eat, like go out to eat somewhere, to um yeah, you know you should watch it. I'm like okay. Next thing you know, he's like bringing over the laptop. I'm like okay. Then he's like he press play, and we're just like oh okay, like whatever. This is it. It was just like whoever the character was that reenacted uh rob black <laughs> it was kind of <laughs> funny it was really like funny but i don't know like i don't know a lot of it and i think that there was a lack of common sense on um that thumbless guy messiah on his part with this uh and i i totally forgot about that incident until a friend of mine brought it up to me two years ago we're just there having pizza and he just said the name messiah because we we're talking about xpw i'm like shit you know i forgot about that <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah. Oh, go on, Joe. Sorry, I'll say it is kind of ironic. It's when you do, when you, when I was younger, when you were reading about XPW and some of the magazines and stuff, you know, the Messiah business was one of the main things that came up. But what I did want to ask is, how did, how did Rob take the Dark Side episode? Is it okay with it now or is it? I don't know. Like, we don't talk about it. I know yeah. that I did ask him if he was going to be on it. He's like, oh, no, no, they're not going to interview me. And, they should have interviewed him because you have everyone and everyone's brother on there. And this is what I hate about media sometimes. It's just so um, one-sided. 
You know, and one thing I learned in school when I was 10 is that the media always sensationalizes things. So you go look at like killer ratings, shows like that, where they have this whole narrative going on in the media that literally destroyed someone's career over a setup. And it's not a conspiracy. So here you have this whole thing. And I do not feel as though Rob got a fair shake, but I believe that it leaves a little bit of a mystique and, uh, you know, to him, if that makes any sense. But Nothing for nothing. Like that guy should have kept. Am I allowed to curse? Yeah, man. Fuck it. Please, you please he should have kept his dick in his pants. It's that. It's that fucking. It's that simple. You should have kept your goddamn legs closed or plugged it with something, and you should have kept your goddamn dick in your pants. That's really how simple it is. Mm. It's it, funny. It, it's funny. We've heard. We've heard from other people that have been approached by dark side, and they said it. They kept it to be one sided sort of issues. Mm. And yeah, it's they not did. been it's not been spoken favorably about, has it, on our show? No, we, I mean, we yeah, I mean, they, they don't always. Um, I mean, we was we were talking about the Chris Canyon episode, and we've had friends of Chris on who weren't actually um, spoken to about people that would know him the best, and they didn't even speak to him. So it doesn't surprise us at all that you know, people who are close to Rob or even fucking Rob himself weren't actually spoken to about the episode because, you know, sensationalism yeah, I, sells, doesn't it? Well, first of all, we, I don't, you know, it's not proven. We don't know if he did anything. We don't know who did it. So no. first of all, why implicate him in that? And secondly, sure. it doesn't make good TV or ratings if you get that. And lastly, like Vice, it's a bunch of fucking hipsters that are, and hipsters are nothing more than boring middle of the road people who bear the image of a, ra- a badass or a rebel, but they're boring. Mm. And they try to be edgy and shit. Um, yeah, they did me injustice by putting me on the beginning of Dark Side of the 90s. Um, you know, Dark Side sells anything Dark Side and dreary, but it was the fucking best era ever, I think. Because um, look at where we're at now. Um, then I just, I, I, I didn't see the Chris Canyon episode. What was it because he's homosexual was allegedly homosexual? Like, what was it? Was he gay? I, I forgot. Yeah it, yeah, it was it was more like they they kind of the people they had on there talking about Chris were people that were only really knew him in like the later years of his life. Not I mean, they they had um, Mitchell, who obviously knew him, you know, the sinister minister known him for years. But um, people that actually used to go to his house, stay with him. I mean, we had Quee Wee from WCW on. We had, who, who was it um, that we had on, Jay? That Glacier, was, um, Ray Lloyd. Yeah, Ray Lloyd yeah, Glacier. Like one, of his, one of his best friends, yeah. You know, and, and they, you know, they never really approached him or anything. There was other people that, that, that um, they were saying, look, they could have spoke to this guy, this guy, this guy, but they didn't. They just spoke to people who they wanted to speak to, basically. So they, people they in AEW, basically. Yeah. yeah, people in AEW who they fucking were fanboys of. So um, AEW is that the guy who's like a daddy's boy with really fucked up hair? I forgot his name. That's that's the best way I've heard Tony Khan described. And yes, it is him. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't know. I mean, he came up earlier. I read up all the stuff on Joey Ryan. And, you know, you're out there trying to do a goddamn charity show, right? To raise money for something, a legit charity to boot. Then you have some assholes probably never worked a goddamn day in his life, you know, and jacked off to every fucking wrestler using his dad's money, probably. And uh, he'd never hire me, by the way. So I don't give a fuck. Um, this is why I could say what I want to. Mm-hmm. Uh and there he is, like, 
pulling his wrestlers off because he's involved, but no, it's for a good reason. So I guess because it's for charity and not for some low rent playboy getting the money, that's why they pull people off of it possibly. So yeah, just given the the optics of it. Uh, so, but yeah. <laughs> so, so you've just done a, a podcast with Joey Ryan, who is in the wrestling world seen to be a really fucking controversial character who has been fucking cancelled from A to B, who apparently had a job at fucking somewhere, just a, a regular job. Yeah, people and went he, after people him got... for his regular job as well, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. and they yeah, fucking no, went... They I mean, the wrestling community is toxic as fuck at times. So, I mean... Well, it's the girls that are toxic. It's toxic femininity. Let's go back to accountability since these, these woke people want to talk about accountability. Right. Who the fuck are these girls half the time? Nothing was ever proven, first and foremost. There are no police reports file. And then the guy's sitting there with text messages from said woman. So I'm not shaming a victim, sure. but I've been around long enough to see girls get buyer's remorse, first and foremost. Secondly, who the hell is some hack-ass journalist from the LA Times? You're so fucking important to post a story about him working somewhere. Mm -hmm. You don't have the proof. And at that point, like at the Gawker controversy with the Hulk, they sh I'm glad they got sued and bankrupt. Good. Mm. And it has nothing to do with free speech. It's when it becomes um, when it becomes something that could torture someone's life. The guy didn't rape someone and fucking chop up their body and put it in a goddamn street corner. And this is what I cannot stand about these girls today. It's like, this is this whole like thing where everyone's so fucking retarded and everything's so hurtful and so this and so that. So why not have the sensitivity for someone who has not had charges brought against him formally, you know, and you just want to screw up his career and put something out there because you are a newspaper and you are a journalist. That's as good as this Russian girl who's a, a, a waitress at a restaurant saying it the other day. Oh, well, I'm here. I'm trying to get, I, I tried to get visa as a political asylum. I'm like, well, why would you be in political asylum? What happened to you? I journalist. Okay. Well, what did you write? That's so important that makes you a target of being murdered or something. Oh, it's, I have blog on phone online that was up before. Okay, you have a fucking blog, just like everyone else. I get it. So you're important and you you think you deserve to be in this country um, and you deserve political asylum, right? It's the same thing. I think journalists have a super high sense of um, inflation of themselves, if that makes any sense. And that's really sad what happened to Joey. And, you know, it's just... A lot of people do things to people like when my boyfriend was beating me, he was a wrestler. You didn't see me say anything because we had a job to do. Number one, number two, it's not my position to ruin your career at that time when you're at a high point. Just leave it as that. So I never said anything. And then I said things years later, but I don't want anything to happen to the guy. I just, you know, I just didn't say anything about it then. I, you know, yes. Yeah, so that's it. <laughs> But I like Joey. I think he's really good and he's a talented actor and, you know, he's taken accountability for his stuff. But I don't necessarily believe girls when they come out and say things. This happened to friends of mine in a band and it turned out the girl that was saying she was raped. She had a boyfriend and she didn't want him to know that she was in a tour bus having sex with guys. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, there's a lot to fucking unpack there, but you, you, you know, it's, there's there's more than one side to a story, but in this culture that we're in, of fucking, oh, what 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 is it they always say? It's like always believe the victims and stuff like yes, that. And it's, it's like bullshit. always woke, 
woke bullshit. So is the current character that you're kind of working with, is it a character or is it just Jasmine St. Clair with the volume turned up to 15? I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> Sitting in front of a flag and, and stuff, it does give that kind of, I mean, not, we like, oh, no, say, I we always are, have a flag. Yeah. yeah I mean, we, we don't give a shit. I mean, we, we are seen as one of the more controversial, we're not like your cookie cutter fucking wrestling podcast. You know, we curse quite a bit and we have controversial people on that people wouldn't usually really want to associate with. I mean, we've had Billy Barty on who's, People fucking hate Billy for whatever reason because he's kind of anti-woke, doesn't play into the whole trans agenda stuff going no. on. You know, no. so he's he is a controversial guy. Um, and we have him on, and obviously we've had you on now because we just we like real characters, JB, right? We just well, kind of... Chris Hamrick's been cancelled as well now, hasn't he? So Yeah, and we had Chris Hamrick on. Yeah. I'm sure you um, you must have met Chris Hamrick. Yeah, he's a sweetheart, but I just you know, yeah, okay, no. For, I'll be honest with you. I just, seriously, okay, so that shooting in Colorado, where is the news piece where it says the guy used pronouns such as they, them, and he was gender fluid, and his uncle was a California state assemblyman? Where is that article? It's a fucking mental disease, okay? And no, I don't think a man in women's clothing talking to eight-year-old kids or nine-year-old kids is appropriate. How is that appropriate? You tell me. If we all knew what we wanted to be when we were eight or nine years old, there'd be a shit ton of princesses, cowboys, Indians, barbers, butchers, veterinarians in this world today. So no, you don't go to kids talking to men about gender transition at that age. You don't have to tell them about that stuff. It's not eliminating their knowledge of it. They don't have to know. And I have a friend that is the president of Gays Against Groomers. He's gay. He speaks for the LGBT community. And I went with him to a school board meeting like a couple of weeks ago to have a protest and talk about this. These people are coming for people's kids. And the second people could finally realize that, and I'm, I'm talking to woke assholes that will not speak up. Then, you know, I've had people, I've spoken to a person that was a detransitioner. His therapist failed him and told him to detransition. And he can't have kids now. He's 22, but he's trying to have the best life that he possibly can. I brought him in front of the pediatric board about a month ago in California, in Anaheim. And, you know, there are a lot of people fleeing states with common sense, like Texas and Florida, to come to more woke states that have idiots running the healthcare system here that would allow gender affirmation medications. So why are you going to give a 14 or 15 year old girl testosterone that is a hormone replacement for grown people such as myself and for guys that lack that not for some kid that's going to end up killing herself because it just brings out everything wrong with you not wrong but it just it works on your emotions when you're so young you don't know what you want you know i i i did a lot of tomboy things as a kid but it didn't mean i wanted to become a boy i didn't like guys at a certain age because you guys were gross ill but i didn't want to become a lesbian mm. so you know, when you're asking me about mega MAGA, I mean, I don't know, people could probably figure that out for themselves. And, sure. you know, I have a show on Rumble. Um, I, you know, I feel as though there's a lot of misinformation out there about a lot of things. And now, now this whole thing with Fauci, why, why is he running off like a little mouse? You know, and when I talk about this stuff, I actually um, start, joined this thing called Lexit, which is like what Candace Owens had, Blacksit, it's Lexic, it's for Latino people. You have right. these excuse my English, you have these pasty white, milk-faced fucking woke-ass liberals 
telling Latin people what they should and should not be offended by. You put an X at the end of Latin and Latina, Latina X, Latino X. It's Latin or Latina. There's no X at the end. Then they tell you all these things and use you as a political pawn. So that's the problem. So they formed this thing called Lexit specifically for Latinos and you know people who don't like border jumpers who come here and just like hop over the border and want a free for all. I don't like it. When I lived in Norway, I didn't like it. You know, I went there legally, I learned the language, I had my resident permit. So it's not that I'm a racist white supremacist, um, even though the majority of me is Caucasian, but it's this whole other narrative behind it and it doesn't serve anyone. It's, it, it, I know, we, we get it, man. It, but politics, we, I mean, we have a lot of Americans on the show and politics is so fucking divisive it is you know you're either um fully in with the woke agenda and everything that goes with that and you're fully on that side or you're a fucking bigot who you know fucking hates everybody who's a racist is a fucking anti-vaxxer and all this so you're either one or the other and it is really divisive it's it is similar to that in the uk but not as divisive, I think, than it is in America. Um, it is, I think, your polarities are more uh, noticeable than they are. There's a bit more of a grey area in the UK where, you know, there is a bit of a middle, but it's, um, yeah, you're right in the thick of it in in the US. So uh, Oh, I love it. I see everyone in an acting class that have, oh, well, they don't want abortion. No, dumbass. They do want to offer abortion, but they don't want you cracking a kid's freaking head at nine months or killing a kid at four months. It's not saying no contraceptives and people aren't reading everything. They're just reading headlines. Mm. They're not reading and educating themselves. I worked at the polls for the past midterm elections and I was fired on day two because I was asking someone for their ID because I forgot in California, you're not supposed to have ID to vote. You don't have to. Like right. I took video recordings of the whole course and I sent it to Jesse Waters on Fox. Um, so it just, it could happen on any side. You know, any election that's tampered with when you have homeless people coming into a voting place and when you have people casting a mail-in ballot there or saying they have it and not turning it over but still letting them vote with a regular ballot, that should be a concern to anyone in any party. And if people could just sit down and listen to each other, that's fine. But politics shouldn't even be anything we talk about. It's how you treat people at the end of the day. And I, I told someone in my class, what difference does it make? And I have friends that are liberals that didn't take a vaccine because they don't know what's in it. And some of them are just afraid of vaccines or just, I don't like needles personally. That's just me. <laughs> it, I mean, I, I find it hilarious. I mean, I do watch a lot of um, American political podcasts on all the way across. I mean, the, my uh, I, I watch Jimmy Dore qu like quite a lot and Jimmy Dore is a, a weird one I think for Americans to kind of get their head around because he is kind of like a socialist really in in a way he wants like Medicare for all you know free healthcare and all that kind of stuff but he also hates the fucking Democrats with a passion and he doesn't Trump bash all the time because he's he, he can look at stuff I mean even from our, my point of view anyway, I mean, the whole orange man bad, Trump, everything he's done was bad, was bullshit. Um, and fucking the Democrats are just awful. Um, but there's no, it's like in the UK though, we haven't really got 
the politicians don't really give a shit about people generally anyway. So in a way, it's like you're fucked with one and you're fucked with the other. So it just depends how you want to be fucked. Um, so, yeah. uh, I mean, yeah, getting getting back to wrestling. So there's a show you've got one on the 10th of December, right? Coming up, an XPW show. Yeah, in Pomona, California, and it's been a great place. I'm I'm really looking forward to it in the fans. Um, I know a bunch of them bought those Mega Maga Christmas photos that I sent out that I put up for sale, and they're really cool looking. But I love Pomona, and I love working for XPW again. There's some really cool people there, and I think Rob, he's really set up to succeed this time. We also do New Jersey. Um, he's got a great roster and I love everyone there. Like I love Willie Mack. He's like my big teddy bear. He's so much fun to just hug. And uh, Kat Martini is awesome. She has such long, beautiful legs. Uh, all the girls are amazing that go there. I just had Mickey Knuckles on my podcast and I've never met like such brutal deathmatch wrestlers. Uh, we got the Luchas that come in. Everyone is just amazing. Masada, um, Everyone's so cool and friendly. It's like kind of like a, a weird nuclear family, you know, like a big nuclear family meltdown or something. <laughs> so your podcast is Crazy Train with a K. Yeah, Crazy Train with Jasmine St. Clair. Yeah. Um I saw I saw the Crystal Marshall one. Like <laughs> that was what I was I was I really I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really good fun. Um before, like, before we let you go, because we know you got a dash off. Take your that. time. Actually, yeah, I have uh, more time. I have more time. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Did WCW ever call you? Um. No, but I was there a couple of times. Um, I went to pay per view, and I thought it was interesting because they're so, like, it's weird because you had girls there that were escorts, like escorting at the same time and doing like porn and stripping. Maybe they kept it under wraps more. And, you know, it's okay, though, because I like the product. I thought they had a really good product when they put it out. I had friends that worked there that were amazing, but they never did call me to work there. No. So the the, the chicks that were working being escorts, were they like the Nitro girls then? Are you ready to dish them? Like, were they workers or were they like Nitro girls? A couple of them were in the ring, girls, like actually working. Um and then you had some that were like just stripping that were still in the ring girls and like one of the nitro girls or something. I forget her name. Cause they're like sure. all this, like one big glitch after a while, sure, sure. but you know, it's like, whatever it is, what it is. And you know, it's uh, it was a very Lily white uh, program. I think they had to be, didn't they? Yeah, I like Vince Russo. I think he was really great and creative. I thought Terry Taylor was a very nice person. I met him as well. Um, it's funny because like Eric Bischoff, I guess he's friends with Jason Hervey from the Wonder Years and Jason Hervey married a porn star who was a friend of mine back in the day. And I guess she was super close to Bischoff's wife. So call me uh, whatever you want, but it's kind of like a weird hypocrisy somehow. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it, it's it, but again, it's one of them things. It's 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 cool if my mates do it, you know, if it's if it's your friends then it's all good, right? That's fucking all the time. It's, it's crazy. So, but I liked working in London, though. I know that I wrestled there before for Alex Shane's um, company. There's this really hot wrestler that comes to work for us from England, Big Joe. He's really hot. Um, he has he, He's like the only guy that could wear a man bun and get away with it. And then also, who else? Then I worked in Cork before on some wrestling show. But 
I love England. It's one of my favorite places that I've lived and I always go back there. I wish your prime minister, the most recent one that resigned had stayed. I think there would have been some great things going on. Um, but it's, you know, it's definitely one of those places I like. I like the outskirts, especially because of the heavy metal festivals like Bloodstock. That's like one of the best metal festivals ever. Yeah, I mean, yeah, so you, you, I swear you did, uh, were you hosting on like a, a metal uh, podcast or like a show or something? Did you do some hosting or something or DJing? DJing? I did a few things. Yeah. yeah. I had my own metal, uh, my own metal radio show here. Yeah. I've hosted, I've been a host and a co-host on several of those. I worked on Inferno TV in Norway. I worked on uh, Stay Heavy TV in Brazil, the metal scene TV show uh, in LA. So I've done a lot of stuff with metal. It's, it's a great thing. It's, it's such a loyal fan base and it's so many of them that are like wrestling. It's like almost the same demographic. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I loved it. It was one of my favorite things. And like most people know I dated Lemmy, like that's one of the first people I dated when I moved out here, but we were friends for such a long time after that, you know? And it's really weird. Cause when I moved over to Europe for a while to Norway, like he had a show in Norway. So I, you just go see that person and it's like no time has passed and you just chit chat away. And, but I, I really like the metal community a lot as much as I do the wrestling community. That's, I mean, that's, I mean, Lemmy's a fucking absolute legend, man. I mean, he is very much loved in the UK uh, and all over the world really. But yeah, I mean, fucking Lem Lemmy is absolute superstar. Um, and so, and you, I think you dated someone from Dima Borgir as well, right? I was engaged to him, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I was engaged to a guy in a satanic black metal band, which is cool. No, that was great. There's yeah. no problem with him. He was one of the nicest people. I think he's one of the most talented. Um, Lemmy's super talented because it takes a certain talent, a certain person to just pop up on a stage like minutes after you see them downstairs down in Jack and Coke and just go up and do their thing. And mm -hmm. he didn't even have like a sound guy doing anything. Uh, when I was with Mustis, the guy from Duma Borgir, yeah. um, he is really an amazingly talented person. So he was classically trained by an Argentinian person uh, to play piano. And, um, you know, it was just really, it was something different for me. He was very nice. The guys are all super cool in the band. Um, and like I remained friendly with most of them with actually, yeah, with them. Uh, but you know, it's just, that is what it is. And it, nothing, nothing was really his fault. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, some people's like family, they just, you know, they have their own narratives with people. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I went to university and, and studied music and I know a lot of people who play metal and I, I, I love specific, uh, genres or subtypes of metal as well. And I know that um technically it's one of the most difficult types of music to play um you know you you've got like a pop artists and even you know basic rock artists or whatever but your heavy metal thrash metal stuff like that very very technical man it's fucking difficult to play and it's difficult to play well so a lot of them are classically trained and fucking really highly skilled uh, musicians well, wait a second. Oh, what Cradle of Filth? Let's see, Martin. So he was, he was also in. Wait a second. Uh, what else, what other brand was Martin in? The keyboardist from um from Cradle of Filth. Um, 
And I have their t-shirt because I was at a show years ago. Crap. It was Cradle of Who was in the show? It's another band that's out there. And he was he played violin and um keyboards. But it was right. really good. Like for black metal, it worked really, really well. Did you ever meet Danny Filth? No. I only met him like once, but yeah, I love that band. They're so theatrical. It's like going to a King, like it's, I love King Diamond as well because I like theatrics and I always liked theater as a kid. So the last time I lived in London, it was a few years ago, I was working with um, theater there as well briefly, but theater has always been my thing. So theatrics, drama, everything. As long as the drama isn't like in my personal life, then we're good, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Unless it's like psychodrama, no. I'm sure you've had a, a fair bit of drama as well. Um, well, you're at the Crystal Marshall episode with the phones and doing psychotic little things now and again. But um, yeah, not really. Well, I mean, people, if they want to read back in, I mean, you've, you've written a book. What the hell was I thinking? Confessions of the... I don't write that. That is <laughs> not even a book. That's not even a book. That's some hack that... Um, took some excerpts. I don't even know that person that well. Right, that person, okay. Yeah. No, he's a known liar, that person. Right. Um, that, yeah, so I do have a book coming out that'll be based upon my one woman show, A Weird Kind of Fame. Okay. So, yeah, but that, yeah, he's a known liar. So, yeah, I don't know where he got wow. his information. All right, fuck it. All right, so don't, don't, <laughs> fuck that don't read that. Fuck, fuck it. Fuck him. Yeah. I hope his dick falls off. Yes. <laughs> okay, that's good. Great. I'm glad we've got that out of the way. And, you know, people won't actually go and check that shit out now. Um, so what what made you kind of do more physical stuff in, in the ring? Because, I mean, it, we've trained as wrestlers and it's fucking tough, man. It's hard on the body. So I used to watch wrestling when I was growing up. Uh, I would say that, let's see. So I was in ECW. Okay, so I figured it out that I wanted to stay with wrestling. So I went to ECW first. Rob Black helped me. Like he basically introduced me to the Dudley boys and he was supposed to have a working relationship with them. Right. That's the truth. So um, that didn't happen, but I didn't know what the politics were at that point. I didn't know what was going on between him and Paul Heyman, but I liked wrestling. Right. So I started taking classes and original glow girl trained me. And then I went on to training with Mondo Guerrero, but because of my size, I was always used as a manager. I've wrestled some matches here and there. Sherry Martel was one. Um, you know, I, I just thought it was something to do something to learn because you're there. It's like going to a foreign country and not speaking their language, which is pretty disrespectful. So learning their language of wrestling was just my way of, I guess, what what could you say? That was just my way of, um, of, oh. It's like empathizing with the guys that you're working with, right? Yeah, but it's also, it's something you have to know how to do because you get so many young girls that come into this business, right? And I call them tourists. So they're just kind of watching and the ones that actually want to be a part of it and stay, they're going to learn wrestling. They're going to learn psychology. They're going to learn like all that stuff. And that's kind of where I was at with it. Like I wanted to do something, you know, instead of just like walk out. So I actually learned the actual thing. <laughs> yeah. Whose idea was it for you to take a pile driver from the second rope? Paul Heyman. Of course it was. Of course it was. <laughs> course no it was other Paul's person idea. yeah, that would think that. And he told me like the first time, like a couple of minutes before, I'm like, okay, sure. 
Then he pulled me aside. You feel comfortable? I'm like, yeah, sure, no problem. Then it's like once you're out there, it's a mix of like adrenaline, hot lights, sweat, um, the energy of people out there. And then, you know, it's like, fuck it. <laughs> Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah. yeah. Do, do Would you say it's like, um, you know, be, being in the ring and the buzz of being in the ring is something that you kind of, once you you feel that, I mean, a lot of guys say once you've been there and done it and you feel it, it's like really hard to kind of not do it. How many people do you see coming back to wrestling at one point? It's like a drug and there's no other real way to describe it. There are no adjectives in any language to really tell people or like describe what that rush is. Um, and I feel as though when you go there, it's like a live play with lots of stunts. They're real stunts. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. someone's body did hit the mat. Um, you know, and you have your theatrics with uh, storylines and angles, whether or not people believe them or not is another thing. I mean, people still don't know, is she MAGA or ultra MAGA, blah, blah, blah. Does she just say these things because she's really good at it? Like, you don't know. Everyone has an American flag that's a patriot, but a patriot doesn't necessarily mean you're on one side of the fence with anything. It just means you like your country. If you had a British flag or a French flag or whatever, an Israeli flag. Yeah. So being a controversial figure, would you mind, or I say that, I don't mean it disrespectfully at all, um, but being someone who's not afraid to say what they actually think, um, can we like give you like a few kind of quick fire questions uh, that might be a one word answer or could yeah. be it's based on people that you've met in the business? Would you mind? Sure. Okay. So like who was the kind of nicest person that you've met um, in, in the business? That's not fair. Cause it's like, you're, you're asking me about like everyone. My God, I don't know. Or um, even a list. It doesn't have to be one. Just like a group of, of people that have kind of helped you on your way, given you, you know, lent lent their their advice to you. I'm sure there's fucking loads, okay. but you know, the, the main Dudleys, guys. the Dudleys, Dudleys for sure. Yeah. Um, like Yvonne, Bubba, and then of course, oh uh, yeah, the Dudleys, um, Ken Shamrock. Uh, yeah, Ken and Ryan, when I guess Alicia is the name she uses now. Sure. Uh, Francine, um, New Jack, uh, Willie Mack, Pitbull, Gary Wolf, Jazz, of course. Yeah. You know, it's been a combination, Tommy, Dreamer. So, yeah, I mean, those are like the ones that come to the top of the head that are super nice people. Uh, on, on the other side of that, who are the fucking biggest dickheads that you've met in the business? Oh, t Jimmy Hart was on the other list, the the good list. Okay, he's he's, he's he's on Santa's good list. Who's on the yeah. naughty list? Who a dick? Naughty list. Let's see who's on the naughty list. Um, I don't know. Come um, on, someone must have pissed you off. <laughs> We're not yet, but the nights, but the week's still young. I mean, hey, the show's next week. There's always time for that. There'll always be that one person. Um. You know, I don't know. I think I don't really know. Was there? I, I mean, I, you know, we we speak to quite a few people, and there, you know, there are people notorious in the business that are kind of some some people say, "Oh, this guy's a dick," or "This guy's a dick." But you know, it, it's not always universal. You know, some people can be nice, 
and cool, you know? I don't know. Like, I really don't, you know? I don't know. I mean, I have no clue because, like, I, I just... I don't really like I think if someone's really not that nice I kind of like stray away right away like I know we met Brian Cage he came into work for us he said hi but he was like so like up in his own ass um but I don't think he's a bad person or a dick he was just like the way he carries himself I guess right did you say Brian Cage yeah I don't think he's a dick though I just said it's the way right, he carries no. himself. sure he sure sure no but um, yeah. he's actually one of the guys that was on the um dark side of the ring episode talking about Chris Canyon Oh, oh, I had no clue. See, I didn't see that episode. I saw the other one with Rob. But um, yeah, I don't know. So, I mean, I just, I don't even know what he said about him. But I just know that when he was there, it's this certain, like, arrogance. And we said hi to him when he came there. And he wouldn't really, like, say much of anything. Just like, okay, it's like, all right, you know, fine. That's sure. Cool. Yeah, yeah. In your head. Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, you can't say, like, the luchas are rude because some of them don't speak English that well. But they're funny. They're just very funny people. That's cool, man. I mean, do can you can you see? I mean, I know you're you're saying that like Rob's sort of, I, I say doing things slightly differently now. Would you say? I mean, he's kind of yeah. not a reformed character because I mean, obviously, you know, he, he's probably still is Rob is Rob, you know. But I mean, would you say that he's more focused now on trying to make it a bit more successful and doing things in a slightly different way? Or, um, yes, a hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, it's different. Plus, it's a lot of like. There's some people, the scenery has changed and the situation hasn't. But with him, the scenery has changed and the situation has. Right. Okay. I mean, we'd love to have fucking Rob Black on here. Jesus Christ. Yeah. That would be fucking... That would talk He's about character. controversial characters. I mean, he, he is kind of like... I don't know if you have this saying in America, it's like Marmite, right? You fucking love them or you hate them. I love Marmite though. I like eating Marmite. I put it on my spaghetti with butter. I really do. <laughs> That's, you you put Marmite on spaghetti what? with butter. Is that a thing? Like what I do is I, I put this. I put like the butter with the Marmite and kind of heat it up and put like a maybe a shot of uh, if I have it just a little dash of whiskey in it and then just to make it a little bit spicy or tangy and then I put it in the spaghetti if I don't have sauce. Yeah. Ah. Oh. That's you heard it. You heard it here first, folks. Like recipes with Jasmine Sinclair. Um, that's <laughs> got to be a book, right? Yeah, man. it's good. It's good. It's good. Crystal should write a recipe book. Um, no, that's just like the late night recipe, and it's it's a good recipe. And you know, at last, I like marmite. Like I like British foods, and I, I love marmite. I think it's great. I like angel cake too. Angel cake. <laughs> and yeah, Jaffa man, cakes. You, yeah, dude. So. I mean, can you can you see yourself coming over to the UK at any point doing any kind of conventions or any shit like that? Have you had any? Um, if it's, yeah, if the, if the opportunity is there, 100%, I would totally do it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, of course. I would love to. And I'll go see Paddington Bear and all of that. Yes. <laughs> I'll go see the Wombles and play with the Wombles. Uh, Uncle Bulgaria. So, I mean, nice. I, I grew up watching those shows. I grew up watching Top of the Pops. And uh, I have, like, all those little 45s of Shaking Stevens, Madness, Samantha Fox, like I still have those. Wow, Samantha Fox, you remember that tune, JB, isn't it? Oh my god! You know, look would... at his face. Of course, he remembers. She was a page three girl. <laughs> she yeah, was. She was. And yeah. It, people find it weird in in America that the UK had a newspaper every day on page yeah. three. You had a girl with her tits out, like on just yeah. in the newspaper. Like, I wanted was, to be one of them. The it fuck? Was a thing. Yeah. In the nineties, again though, as, as you know, we—I mean, it was even back in the sixties yeah, and seventies, like eighties, yeah. Like... But the the big time was the nineties. You had like a lot of um, people that went on to be really big stars. Um, actually, started their careers kind of page free. 
Um, so yeah, people still find that weird. I'm doing that. I'm I'm gonna get on page three. Watch. <laughs> Watch. Um, so did you work? You said you worked for Alex Shane. Was that FWA? Do you remember? Yeah. Because we watched a lot of FWA. It was kind of our local promotion. So what what kind of stuff did you do there? I work with Tony Martin with Little Guido from ECW. Oh, shit. Yeah. Together. And then there was some idiot from a talk show, some fucking like reality show girl who was coming there to like want to wrestle or so. She was so fucking like, she was so up her own ass about everything. And she was annoying. But wow. she didn't get in the room. With us. I forgot her name, but just what was, was it of like Big Brother? Do you, was it? I have no clue. Like at one point, I just I told whoever it was. I said, if she does not get out of the way, I'm gonna like rip that hat off her head and stuff it down her throat. Nice. So yeah, keep her away from me. That's a she shoot, dude. That's a shoot. Yeah. <laughs> we need to find out who that was. We, mate, I'm going to find out. We'll talk to Billy Barty, mate. We'll talk to our, our contacts over here and find out who, because he was like a reality TV star. So yeah. he would probably know who it was, man. We'll speak to Billy and see if he knows. Um, so is there anything you want to talk about? Like, I mean, you know, we've just been chatting a load of uh, shooting um, questions. So. No, I mean, because like I already fired my therapist, but um, no, I mean, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, everything's great. So yeah, the podcast comes out like every Wednesday. I just had Mickey Knuckles on and it's like really crazy when you see these female deathmatch wrestlers. And uh, I mean, she's amazing. And it was really funny because she was wrestling on the show, right? And she has like her ass all sticking out with the fishnets and like blood and like this tight bodysuit on. Some guy was like, he gave her a drink from the side of the ring. She just drinks it and gives it back. And he's like asking her out to dinner after the show. It's like, she's in the middle of like, doing whatever you're going to ask her out on a date. So I told her, I said, you should just sell him your, sell him your fucking clothes, like ring worn clothes. And I guarantee you like red means green in my eyes, Singapore cane that has blood on it. The last Mm -hmm. cane, the last cane I used at the last XPW show in LA Schlack like fucked it up. So we couldn't do anything with it. I think someone took like a part of the cane, but this last one in New Jersey was bloodied up pretty bad. So you know, people get concerned about like, oh, you're in this ring with the blood and blah, blah, blah. You know, I have yet to catch a case of fucking COVID from that. Not that I'm asking for it. Sure, um, sure. But yeah, I mean, it's been interesting and I'm really grateful to be a part of it. I'm grateful to work with Rob and I think everything's, um, I think he's going in the right direction. He has a great set of people behind him with everything. So with that said, yeah, I'll be at the next show on the 10th. I have my Shopify store, the links on Twitter. And um, yeah, I mean, just stay tuned on my social media because I do post things on there. Uh, lately, I've been getting a lot of like free stuff from companies to post things with. So just a quick note, everything that I do post, I'm not getting paid to do it yet. But I, even if I, I wouldn't post something if I didn't think it worked because everyone's always coming to me for like skin stuff. So yeah, everything's real so far. So that Twitter, that's a whole thing now as well, man. Like it's um that's becoming a whole topic of conversation with Elon Musk and Trump yeah. back on there too. Good. Um there's a lot of stuff going on, man, at the moment. Like it's yeah, free speech. This is hypocrisy of one side. Free speech. You want free speech to go post sex videos and ruin people's careers, right? You want free speech then, right? Mm-hmm. But you don't want free speech when that laptop article was up there and you want it taken down. So that's not free speech. So, 
you want Gawker to have this and these people to have that, but yet you don't want someone to have um, a Twitter account who is a president, but yet you want to go ahead and let like pedophiles on there and you want to let, uh, you know, someone, it was some actor saying that he wants to torture Trump's son, a young kid too, what is it, Baron Trump a while ago. I don't know if it was Kevin, I forgot who it was. Right. So, but that's okay. And it's okay for Wendy Williams to like make fun of a friend of mine that was murdered that was dating like Drew Carey. She was engaged to him. So I guess, yeah, I, I think it's great. Let's let everyone on Twitter and let's go ahead and leak the stuff out there about the uh, laptop. Why not? Because what that's very illegal if you do something like that. Mm. And I remember seeing the tweet being taken down by the New York Post. But if that is something that swayed the elections, that's illegal and should be a concern for any American or anyone that votes. Mm -hmm. And that's the truth. Yeah. And I think we're still taking too long to count ballots like here and there. In Europe, they don't have these problems. It's just one day you go and you vote and then it's counted. You know, Florida didn't have this problem, but other places did. So, you know, that's, that's like, that's all I'm saying. So, you know, um, so I also have a show, uh, let's see. So I have the crazy train and then I have another show on rumble that I put out as well. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, thank thank you so much for coming on. We really appreciate your thank time. Thank you. And we make really sure do. you catch us on Fight TV, F-I-T-E. And you know, support local indie wrestling, especially these death matches, because these guys really put their bodies on the line and girls that do that. So just, you know, it's nice when people subscribe to them, to these shows. I mean, we're we're we've got fight and we will check out um it's, what's it's going a little on. difficult with an eight hour time difference, but we we try yes. our best. We try and either stay up or wake up and you yeah, know, yeah. try and catch what we can. But yeah, uh, Fight TV is the next uh, is what the next XPW show, and like uh, yeah, we uh we really appreciate your time, Jasmine. We can't thank you enough. Thank you very much, and I appreciate it too. And uh, let me know when it's up. Awesome, hey, we will do. definitely will do. Thank you so much. Okay. Take Cheers. care. Have Bye. a good one. Bye. Well, <laughs> there you have Let's, it. Yeah, there you have it. Wow. That was that was real. That was that was real. It's still real to me, damn it. <clears throat> and that was, I mean, can't get much realer than that. And to be honest, did we expect anything less from the fantastic Jasmine Sinclair? Absolutely. Um, I mean, fuck. She hits the ground running um in in the interview. I mean, and like you're saying, you know, uh, her podcast that she does, she's got a show on Rumble as well now, which is kind of like uh, the alternative YouTube. Um, people say, you know, and they, they were the guys that offered fucking Joe Rogan a shitload of money to go on there um, before Spotify and all this kind of shit. Um, yeah, man, it's... Uh, Damn. Yeah, was... uh, definitely. If you're if you're listening and still watching, you know, check out Crazy Train podcast. She has some great wrestling guests on. You know, not as not as recently as such, but like you know, Damien Sandow. You know, people like that. Mm -hmm. You know, some some Ricardo Rodriguez. Some some great names from yesteryear. Dude, well. Jasmine, Jasmine done been in the business for fucking yeah. years. She's been around the best of the best. She's been in the hardcore locker rooms of ECW, um, you know, XPW. She's been around TNA. Um, you know, she said that she's been in the locker room of WCW. You know, she's been around on pay-per-views and stuff. Um, she's, she's, 
she's been in the business. She she has paid her dues um, in in the fucking wrestling. Trust you business. to use the word hardcore locker room, dude. You know, is you know. Oh man, you imagine imagine she'd be disgusted walking into the AEW locker room, right? Everyone just fucking eating pizza and playing video games. She'd be like, "What the fuck is this shit?" <laughs> <laughs> the fuck um yeah man and a a character at the moment the old marga um, I, for- I forgot to ask her if um you know if she could like do like a double double entendre with the marga make anal great again um i was supposed to oh christopher i was supposed to ask her um but anyway yeah um i mean yeah great episode man great guest um we do not shy away from having guests who have got shit to say. And nor should we. And nor should we, because that's not what life's about. No. Um, it is about the it is about guests like the great Jasmine Sinclair who we have just had on. Um uh, what what else is going on, JB? There's a lot of stuff going on in wrestling right <clears throat> now. Anything uh, you want to chat about quickly or are we gonna No, let's let's wrap this. Let's wrap this because you know there and, is things to talk about, but you know we yeah. can, all right, we can meet and beat and do all that stuff after this. But sure. let's for now say to anyone that's stuck around and watched or listened, or if anyone's not disgusted by any of the things that were discussed in this <laughs> yeah. show, thank you. We also, as always, because we have to do it now, we have to shout out Ireland. Ireland, we thank you more than ever. Mm-hmm. Because for some reason, you crazy motherfuckers keep putting us on your charts. They love us in Ireland, <sighs> mate. It's because they know we love the crack, bro. We we, we are do. we are full of it. we love in the crack. And as uh, you know, other American guests have said, we're not talking about the the white stuff you put in pipes. We're talking about the crack. Yeah, you know what I mean. We yeah, love it, no, we, and we... we love you, Ireland. Oh, Thank yeah. you so much. For putting us up there in the wrestling podcast charts, yet the, the again. Rest, the rest of you countries could learn from Ireland. You really fucking could. a man, yeah. Pull your fingers out. You know what I mean. But yes, no. Uh, we thank you. You know, you know what to do. Hit the subscribe button if you like this one. Sweet Jesus, we got some good shit. Uh, there's lots to there's lots to do. There's liking, there's subscribing, there's following on all the social medias: Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. That's all we've got, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, you're not doing you can, TikTok. No, nah, we ain't on TikTok, not yet. We ain't on TikTok yet, but we ain't. We we we, you know, I mention it, and then he gives me the the boo boo face, and I just go, oh, okay, fuck it, we won't do it. <laughs> I yeah. beg you, don't cry. I beg you, I beg you both cry. Mm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, talking about wrapping it up. Again, we've got to give a shout out to Empire versus Dr. G, the US's uh, finest alongside Manchester UK's finest hip hop collaboration with the uh, album K Fabe is Dead. The they're they're going to play us out, right? Yeah, it's going to play us out. It played us in. Um, the track was uh, the title track of the album, which is called K Fabe is Dead. Um, the album features Big Noid, Ill Bill. Um, you know, fucking Chris Rivers, fucking loads of people on there. DJ TMB as well. Big up yourself, man. Um, you know, so 
check that shit out. It's available on Bandcamp. Uh, you can purchase the album on there. But yeah, shout out to my homie, uh, Dr. G in the UK, Manny's Finest. And um, shout out to Empire as well, man, doing their thing with the old wrestling themed album. It's fucking great, man. Big check up, it out. Big up yourselves. Big up yourselves. <clears throat> so, um, yeah, and that's a wrap right there. Yeah, let's, so, let's, let's say good goodbye for now. And we will see you very soon with something else because that's what we do. Um, so from me, JB, and you know I say it every time, but it's because it's true, the best Chris in all of wrestling podcasts, Mr. Chris Dredd, <laughs> with a one-finger salute for everyone. You're done, though. Guys, take care. We will see you soon. Peace. You can't some Gino's and you out here talking about a click. The only click you need to know about is the Harlem Heat and Sister Sherry. See, because what you're dealing with here is the brotherhood. I guess I have to put you dumb fuckers on the rap. The microphone acrobat slam you on the mat. Killing tracks, flows ancient like an artifact. If you went hit you with the pink and black heart attack. I hit man with the force of an angle. Get stuck, nigga, you suck like when they chant for Kurt Angle. You tough sucker, you button, I ain't talking Rikishi. I'm too cool, you rude fools can never defeat me. Please believe me, no promo, you can hardly speak. Coming for you, nigga, like the Harlem Heat. The hardest beats and the rhymes don't stop. Spit up the top like the Macho Man elbow drop. Get pop. The crowd rocks. The ovation I got was a bunch of yes chants. I'm crowned the next champ. You another king. I'm the one man gang. I'm the whole effing show. Just call me Rob Van Dam. The boys you use destroying you in the vocal booth. It's washing everything your bitch ass hope to prove. And we don't hate the world. Nah, it's only you. Money and family, the only thing we loyal to. The poison you've destroyed you in the vocal booth. It's washing everything your bitch ass hope to prove. And we don't hate the world. Nah, it's only you. Money and family, the only thing we loyal to. All you rappers fucking slobs and fags. You ain't ready for the return of knobs and sags. Get the pit stop, turnbuckle bomb and splash. This is hip-hop, y'all outsiders hauling ass. Have you hauling ass? You arrived in hell. Y'all the type that thinks kayfabe alive and well But in this grimy tale, there isn't no survivors No getting up when I hit you with the power driver Andy Kaufman, I slap the fucking piss out of you Live on TVG, make a bitch out you I'm the perfect hill, you a baby face This a death match, Cactus Jack, razor blades Raise the stakes, we surrounded by a steel cage No escape, empire make you feel the pain Piss in your face, what we do to jabronis Butchers and bruises like Abdullah and Brody. Uh. The poison you've destroyed you in the vocal booth. It's washing everything your bitch ass hope to prove. And we don't hate the world. Nah, it's only you. Money and family, the only thing we loyal to. The poison you've destroyed you in the vocal booth. It's washing everything your bitch ass hope to prove. And we don't hate the world. Nah, it's only you. Money and family, the only thing we loyal to. Sucker, Hulk Hogan, we coming for you, nigga.